G.I. Joe Sigma-6, code name for a highly trained special mission force. Its objective, stop Cobra, stop Cobra, Cobra. Sigma-6, be a hero. G.I. Joe will turn the tide. Be a hero. Sigma-6 is on your side. Be a hero. Be the best of the best. Whenever there's a mission, G.I. Joe is there. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. Coming back at you with another live episode. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanis. What? Live episode? What? That's a very standard intro to the show, Robert Clark Chan. I I think Chan has early onset Alzheimer's if he's not sure what we're doing. This is not a live episode. We are recording it. I'm looking at the lines uh, as they're being recorded onto the computer right now. Yeah, but There's we're alive when we it. recorded it, so it, it's live. Not me. I've been dead for 40 years. No, I mean, that I know. I fully expect the end of this podcast to be uh, Ray and I going like, man, where's Gina? She's like, <laughs> she's usually not this late. She's just like right on time trying to get us to go. What? Who? 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 Ippolito? Who? What? Why, there hasn't been an Ippolito here for 40 years. I would love it if you went back and listened to all the old episodes and my parts are just dead air. (laughs) Get on it, editors. I mean, it's uh, it's real spooky. That's what the people want. It's a real (laughs) spooky. We're doing doing Halloween in May. (laughs) Is this like the Garfield without, um, without word balloons? Uh, <laughs> yeah yeah wait am i the word balloons in this situation was it garfield without garfield so you're garfield i mean of the three of us clearly gina is garfield yeah which one would i, I mean be? i do love lasagna i think you know what i think we are all a little garfield i love lasagna ray likes to lay around chan likes That's to true. shit in a box all this three is, of those things are accurate. This checks out. And is grumpy. Yeah. Chan is grumpy and likes to shit in a box. Grumpy. Ray's real lazy and needs to trim down. And I <laughs> love shoveling lasagna in my face without chewing it. I also, mm-hmm. but I like Mondays. So this is starting to break down a little bit. No, no. It's just we're all a little bit Garfield. I feel we're all like a little bit Garfield sometimes. Ray's an Odie. <laughs> I might be an Odie. That's true. No, no. I mean, like it, it, he, I th- think he's like half Odie, half Garfield. But Odie is like high energy, uh, you know. That's I my brand. Understands, about. I bet Odie understands the plot of Ted Lasso, which apparently Ray does not understand. <laughs> I very much don't. These guys, right before we started, were having a whole conversation about how Ted Lasso is like the worst human being, and I'm just sitting here being like, I don't what. And then they said, Ray, we won't explain it to you. And I go, but this, that is a statement that needs explanation because he's really not. I understand if you want to have something against the actor playing him based on some shenaniganry in his own relationships, but like Ted Lasso's generally a pretty positive guy. Getting to the point where uh, me saying, I can't tell if this is a bit or not about what Ray says is like one of my catchphrases because I say it so often. Wait, I thought Gina said that. I'm going to have to put it on a t-shirt. In any case, uh, that's also Robert Clark Chan, and that's also TV's Gina Ippolito. 
things that they refuse to say during our own intro. And we're talking about G.I. Joe Sigma 6. This is episode three called Capture. Yeah. That's it. Capture. That's it. That's what we got. That's what yeah, we're doing. I don't have a ton in this episode, uh, but um, we are pushing the story forward. My my notes were very sparse, uh, yeah. so I don't know. I don't yeah, know. How same. I, I don't. I don't have a ton. It was. It was kind of a weird nothing burger episode. It. I mean, One, it, it feels very anime because there are long, long sequences of just like robots punching. Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's that's what it was. I looked at my notes at the end, and I was like, "Shit, did I did I like fall asleep? I don't even really remember what happened in this." But I think you're right. I think it's because it was mostly just extended fight scenes. Yeah. One hour forty five minutes later, you guys, I can't believe we talked so much about this episode. We thought we had nothing. We'll see. We'll see. The saying. I don't know if we're gonna make an hour forty five this time. Is what I'm trying to say. God, I can't. I can't, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> uh, this episode begins right where episode two ends. Uh, Overkill has sent uh, Overlord Vector or a giant snake robot to go. And at first it was just like, kill the kid, uh, except he's not going to kill the kid uh, because the kid is a robotics genius. And Wait, invented this a is robot where we left dog. off, right? Yep, that's right. Okay. Uh, the kid is, I believe, Scott, and he is Hawk's son. Uh, his disenfranchised Hawk. son. Mm-hmm. Scott and Hawk. That's a cool name. I just realized that. that I mean, cool that's name. not his name. It's like Scott Codename. Box or something like that. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott, Scott Lipstein. It's yeah. Clayton Abernathy. What is wrong with you guys? Come Don't on, make please. It like like anti-Semitic. Jesus, Gina. What? I bet was Wow. I grew up with a lot of Jewish kids, so I just picked a last name. You just pick like the, the shittiest name for you, huh? Like, you know uh, what? You first know what? of all, this kid is a genius. I'm not calling him shitty. Uh, Scott, yeah. Scott, uh, Scott Wolf. What about that? Does that do it for you? <laughs> yeah. Gina is, doesn't think this kid is shitty like Ted Lasso, the worst human being on television. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm pretty sure this is a bit now. I'm like 85 <laughs> percent. sure. You got Walter the, the White problem- over here. You got Ted Lasso over here to Gina. It's basically the same level. The problem with Ray genuinely not understanding most things is that it's yeah. very hard to tell when he's doing a bit about not understanding other things. Yep. I still don't understand why I'm supposed to hate Ted Lasso. I just don't. Mm. Uh, that's not a bit. Um, is any of it a bit? I don't know. Never know. Nobody. I'll never tell. Was that movie? <laughs> I have no idea. Anyway, somebody out there loved that. Um, okay, so the snake bot's going to attack the dog. It turns out that the dog is ridiculously strong. Like, the dog... Now, this is crazy. I don't know how any science works. Chad, I'm going to need help with this. Because the it, dog evolves, like, bladed fans and, like, hacks off pieces of Overlord Vector to get away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They... There's some nonsense about the dog evolving, and that that is not how evolution works. That's not how robots work. That's not how dogs work. And no combination of those things equals yes. Yeah. Also, like uh, he's uh, oh, Overlord the, tells the did, the snake robot. Did the, dog, says, snake, did the yeah. dog evolve eyebrows? That's that may have fucking weird. 
<laughs> that is really weird. It's very anime. I'll also say I I spent like the dog parts of this episode genuinely <clears throat> worried for this dog. Uh-huh. Uh, also, it's we just I'm, sho- I'm shocked. You know shocked. he's not real. He's not a real dog. Uh, all dogs are real. All dogs go to heaven. I don't care if they're oh, robot fair. dogs. They're still real. Fair. Uh, also, I'm shocked that Ray just glossed over the the theme song. I thought for sure he would he would bring it up every episode. Guys, I jam to the theme song every time. In fact, since you mentioned it, Gina, can we hear a little bit Robert Clark Chan? I think the people at home want to jam. No, no, they don't. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear some of it. Gina brought it up. It's a good point. Uh, th- you will love this theme song. Uh, this theme song will beat you into loving this theme song. Sigma six. It's great. It's a great theme song. I'm in. I can definitely picture like 10 year old me doing a gym dance routine to this. Like I remember once in gym class, like they had us, they like gave us songs and we had to do sort of like a dance routine to it that like incorporated athleticism and stuff. And I could, <laughs> I could see doing this, doing it to this song, be a hero. It's growing on me. A- episode three theme song is growing on me. I might take a hard turn at some point. There we and go. Absolutely hate it. You know what? Uh, I agree with you that this is the sort of thing that would happen in gym class in <laughs> elementary school, gym class. And there was, not a single thing in elementary gym class that was a positive experience for me. Oh, so, you know, well, you're a fucking loser because I loved it. I loved I gym class. It was so no fun. Doubt. You were a when bully I, and you were probably giving other kids wedgies while they were trying <laughs> to climb up that damn rope. Look, so that some Arnold of us Schwarzenegger like, will tell you that you're worthwhile. Some of us enjoyed and still enjoy uh, playing sports and being competitive and playing adult and little kid dodgeball and playing adult and little kid kickball and playing adult and little kid basketball. I feel like you're I feel like what you said there, adult and little kid dodgeball is you throwing hard <laughs> balls at little kids. Yeah. What about that does not sound fun to you? Have you met little kids? <laughs> Yeah, no. I would say I when I was I when I was younger, um, I tried getting into teaching, and they uh, uh, put me in charge of gym. Um, yeah, that's that, that tracks. Natural. I did a great job. So the next year, they put me in charge of more than one student. Uh, <laughs> oh God! I see what you did there. That was unfortunate, but sadly predictable. Uh, if you haven't listened to our throwback episode, by the way, uh, was that what I was. I was just listening to it, and uh, you can hear me lecturing. Like five years. You Throwback can hear episodes. me lecturing uh, uh, Chan and Ray on what little kids are like. It was pre them having kids. You can hear oh, the boy. youthful glow in all of our voices uh, before they were crushed by families, and I was <laughs> crushed by life. <laughs> yeah, this all tracks. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all. This all makes it the, the you you told us that you listened to the episode and that you there was a whole monologue of you explaining kids to the two people who would later have children very soon afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate that I'm the only one that listens to them. I really want us all to listen to them and to discuss them. That would be so weird. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Podcast, then listen to the podcast. Then while we're not doing the podcast to continue discussing <laughs> the podcast that we did. 
Gina, and then go back to the podcast. You're welcome to get on the Knowing Us Half the Podcast Discord <laughs> that definitely does, in fact, exist and talk to people about the episode anytime you want to. <laughs> oh, oh wow. She just she, she blew it. She almost you see that? lost the pancreas there just <laughs> yeah. thinking about that. Having to having to mingle oh, with God. the people. Oh God. She's allergic to humans. I immediately aged 15 years and <laughs> <laughs> the thing you guys need to uh, need, uh, need to understand, Gina is allergic to what she calls the pores, yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> and that includes like in online circumstances as well. So, yeah. Uh, for those of uh, you who why aren't all our fans uh, super rich, though, because they keep getting free T-shirts from us. I mean, it helps. Uh, those T-shirts should be arriving pretty soon. Uh, the first and second <laughs> waves went out. I actually, I'm not going to call out the person, but I realized I missed one person. So I got to oh. go and order it for them oh, uh, as well. So if, if it takes a little bit, hey, give it a little bit of time. I'm getting all the shipping notifications. You're getting your shirts. Um, there was still a little bit of time left. If you never got back to me saying you wanted a shirt uh, at all uh, and you're on Patreon or you would like to join Patreon in the next few days and I'll give you a shirt. I don't, I don't care. So Do yeah, it. uh, you go patreon.com slash, uh, knowing is half the podcast and I, I would love to see it, but yeah, there's still, a, there's still some time left. I'm going through, I think I said the 14th or the 15th and then I'm cutting it off. Ray, make sure they're good and soft and not super stiff. Oh, I did order the stiff ones. No, everyone hates the stiff ones. I ordered you a soft one last time. Uh, yeah, you're right. That one, that time was good. The time before it was a real stiffy. Well, you're going to get a real stiffy this time, too. Gina. No, I hate the stiff ones. If I were a man who had any kind of energy resources left <laughs> after doing this sort of thing, I would edit that out of context and I would post it up on Twitter and be like, yep. oh, my God, what are these people talking about? Uh, but I am so tired. Out of context, yeah, no knowing is half the podcast. That's it. So anyway, this episode's going on. Um, yeah, there's new attacks. Like uh, this is where that kills me is the fact that uh, Overkill tells the uh, snake robot, "Bring the kid alive," and the robot's like, "Got it," and immediately shoots missile hands at the kid, <laughs> who thankfully got away. But like these were goddamn missiles that he shot at a child. I mean, um, here's the thing: this is a pretty smart robot. And he knows he's not the protagonist of this cartoon. So he's like, well, I could, I could, I don't know, launch an atomic missile at this thing. At this <laughs> That's kid. true. He's not going to die. So let's just go. I can go as hard as I want to. And it I, does I, not I mean, matter. In, in this case, I really think he should have been built with like, not with two missile hands, but like one missile hand and one hand that shoots a net out. How about oh, one sense. missile yeah. hand and one hand with a soft caress or a handshake, <laughs> a firm handshake. No, because, because then if you, if you get, what if you get your missile hand confused with your soft hand and you're caressing a, your lover's face or yeah. inserting robot fingers into their maybe half robot, half human vagina and you use the wrong hand and you missile their half robot vagina. That's how Are you end up with like, a stiff one. And Gina is not <laughs> about that. Is there a, is is there some sort of android woman that we missed here? Because I do not recall any half robot or indeed f full robot of uh, uh, vaginas. I guess Scarlet <laughs> is here somewhere. So like there is a full human vagina. Theoretically, I don't think she was involved in this at all. No, if she was here, I didn't really see her. Um, 
Anyway, uh, Spud the dog gets KO'd, but uh, no, he comes back. And Scott and the dog hide in a locker and immediately call Duke for help. You say immediately as if, like, they haven't been running around the goddamn school for the past <laughs> half hour. He should have called at the very beginning. Like, my note here specifically was, oh, now he decides to call. Like, oh, wait a minute. This is a dangerous situation, and I have a device specifically intended for that. It's like if there's a huge fire, and you're, like, sitting next to a fire extinguisher going, like, wow, that is a big fire. Oh, man. I just, boy, <laughs> I wish somebody would do something about that fire. Ooh, doggy. Yeah. I mean, oh, hey, yeah, I'll to be fair. This also goes to show, like, uh, how little happened. I want to say this is the first, like, six minutes of the episode. <laughs> like, uh, I could have that timing wrong, but it's sure, like, a lot of the things are very drawn out in this episode. And he does. He's sitting in the locker thing, like, what should I do now? I'm boned. I don't know what to do. Oh, wait. I have a communicator with the most powerful special ops force in the entire world. <laughs> Maybe I should give him a call. Maybe. Uh, but. yeah, you know, what's weird is that like, it, 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 I, cause like I come to GI Joe to see Joe's not some teenager fucking running through a school. This isn't a John Hughes episode of GI Joe. Uh, uh there are plenty of GI Joe episodes involving kids running from things. Yeah. But like, I, like this, this to me was, I was like, Oh God, is this whole episode going to be this kid like trying to get away? But that, but then even more weird than that is then they like pivot and they don't really show the kid for the rest of the episode. Then it's just like Joe's fighting. And I was like, what, wait, what happened? Did that kid die? I mean, I, I understand that he's like sort of hiding and the Joes are trying to get to him, but I don't know. It was, it was a weird, weirdly paced episode in my opinion. What do you uh, it want? It definitely was. Do you, do you want and the when kid? Do you, you want, want it? the kid? Uh, I want, I want no kid. Uh-huh. Uh I want to go back to the last episode and make the kid not exist. Whoa. I want the last episode, the plot of the last episode to be that someone goes back in time and stops Hawk from impregnating his wife and having this kid. Mrs. Hawk. Yeah, Mrs. Hawk. Mm-hmm. If I Mrs. could turn Mrs. Back Mrs. Time. Scott Wolf. Mrs. Scott Wolf. I'd prevent Hawk from procreating. <laughs> I would say that uh, I, I think this is only 26 episodes uh, series, right? 26, yes. Only like 26. You have, to, you have to get to at least 40 before you fall back to the time travel episode. So I don't think we're going to make it in this. Uh, this I mean, 26, that's unheard of these days. It's practically luxurious. It's right. crazy because we got, I believe we got 26 out of Deke. We got 26 out of GI Joe Extreme. We got 26 out of Sigma Six. And I think we're going to get 26 out of, um, is it uh, Renegades? I think so. so yeah. Like, we got a lot of, we got a lot coming. Is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. A lot of GI Joe on the way. Um, here's the deal though. Duke can't really help Scott right now because this is the moment that Cobra Commander has chosen because remember G.I. Joe's base defenses are still down because of the computer virus, and he's still in that window. So Cobra Commander's like, we need to attack everything, all-out attack, right now. Yep, yep. And That's- so there we go. Seems so like the Joes are plan. sitting there being like, we got to get our defenses back. We got to get this virus put up. We still have a lot of hours to go. Uh, Scott reaches Duke at this point, and he's just like, tell my dad it's bad news. 
And Duke's like, look, we got shit going on here of our own. I could spare snake eyes. Snake I mean, eyes? You said sure. Kamakura, right? Like, snake eyes is probably pretty valuable. Uh, well, okay, but then what, what do we go see? What is snake eyes? A, as soon as snake eyes shows up, the goddamn Asian flute is back, and I'm pissed. Uh, <laughs> also, I did hear it this time. I did hear it this time. <laughs> Can we hear uh, wait, it now? What's going on? No, we can't. Chan, uh, you mean it's not it's not your ringtone, Chan? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but what's he doing while when he's you know like okay we everybody's you know like doing this real important work so we you know clear out and uh, what is Snake Eyes doing? He's hauling fucking boxes. Yeah, like, it's like an episode is, of the, Law and Order. Y- yeah. He's just the he's just the uh the ba- back what do you call that deck? The rear garage, the place where they uh put cargo in the cargo bay, the, the loading bay, the loading dock, dock. Yeah, loading dock, dock, loading loading bay. He's a dock worker instead of a highly trained ninja. Look, I appreciate the fact that he's he's a man of many skills and nothing is beneath him. Uh there should be Many, many people beneath him. That's how an <laughs> army works. And those are the people that should be moved the goddamn boxes. No, because then yeah, his skills would be sharp. Didn't people. you? Didn't you watch? Uh, didn't Didn't you watch? Uh, a Karate Kid, man. It's those types of things Thank that you. keep your ninja skills sharp. Uh, memory serves. Pat Morita wasn't doing jack shit <laughs> when uh, uh, Ralph Macho was like washing all those windows and stuff. I mean, I'm assuming Pat Morita did it himself, like every week, just to well, keep his skills sharp. That's assuming. Yeah, that's why lot. he was so good at karate. Yeah, that that's is. how you get good at karate. You get good at reading, karate by waxing the floor. Reading some stuff into uh, the script is not there. <laughs> you mean like the Ted Lasso talk? Because he's kind of a decent guy. I mean, it's kind of the whole point of the show. <sighs> okay, now I am sure that it is a bit, and it was. A really poor work on Ray's part at the beginning to not clarify that it was a bit. I'm actually uh, going to go out on a limb and say, I don't think it's a bit. I genuinely think he did not understand what we were talking about or what's been going on on Ted Lasso. But then okay. he got I'm embarrassed. Up on Ted Lasso, we were like, everybody. But then he got embarrassed when we like thought it was a bit. So now he's making it a bit. Right. Okay. That checks out. Yeah. No, I still uh, don't understand for- why I'm supposed to hate Ted Lasso. Uh, I just don't. <laughs> Uh, I'm telling you, Jan, it is not a bit. For anybody uh, uh, who does watch Ted Lasso as well as listens to our podcast um, and is confused uh, about how to feel about Nate, uh, Nate's bad. So, but Nate's not bad anymore. He's he's bad. We're following Nate's love interest uh, Uh storyline, which officially means that we're not supposed to hate him. We're supposed to be rooting for him to succeed Uh, because he's coming around and becoming a good person. Uh, We're rooting for him to succeed, but he will not. uh, If the writers know uh, any goddamn thing, I think he's going to succeed very well. I think he's going to say the wrong thing at the wrong time and get fired and have to come back to AFC Richmond to save their season. Hmm. Interesting. (sighs) But like, but wait a minute. So you're still rooting against Nate? Like every single time we see, okay, this has become a Ted Lasso podcast. My point is, is that Ted Lasso uh, uh, suffered through uh, a painful divorce. 
Uh, he's still suffering through it, finding out that his therapist is the one who is now uh, uh, about to get engaged to his ex-wife. And he's Pork going through wife. perfectly normal human negative emotions uh, in a difficult time in his life. And mm-hmm. he is maybe, you know, making a couple of choices that ultimately won't mean anything, but are uh, 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 destructive to his own, uh, 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 you know, self-worth and, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, like, what, why would we hate him? Like, I guess I'm on your side again. I don't think it's a bit anymore. I, don't. I told you it is not a bit. It he is. does not understand what is going on on the show or what we are talking about. Well, I'm going to need this explained to me because I yeah. do not. Chan, you think... can hang around after the podcast is done to explain, <laughs> to do the emotional labor of explaining this all to Ray. Um, like a thing that I want to do ever in my entire life. Oh, man. <laughs> is, that our, is that our spinoff podcast? Ray has things explained to him. <laughs> Oh, uh, I mean, it would be it would we it could run for a hundred years. <laughs> uh, anyway, we cut. Yes, mention a second time in my notes about the eyebrows on the dog because it was really freaky. Just that's it. That's it. Just felt the need to bring that up. I hope everybody does as often as possible. Bring up the dog eyebrows in GI Joe. Yeah, I uh, I'm trying to find him right now. I'm going back and looking. It doesn't matter. Um, so we cut back to Scott in the locker, hiding with the dog, and he's just like, "All right, I think it's gone. I think it left." And so he leaves the locker to make a run for it to find out that the the robot had actually like camped out above the locker where he couldn't see it, and it absolutely like eradicates him. It's real fun. Real fun. I, I thought the kid was dead. Which, yes. bad job, robot, because you're supposed to bring him in alive. I mean, he's still alive, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Wow. Huh. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. It's my singing parakeet. Introducing Perfect Polly, the pet parakeet that comes to life when you enter the room. Perfect Polly is motion activated. When you come near, she starts to move and sing. This life-size replica mimics the sounds and movements of a real parakeet in the wild. Perfect Polly turns to look at you, then starts to sing and even shakes her tail feathers. Her cheerful lilting song can keep you company all day long. Everyone loves Perfect Polly. Parakeets are the most popular pet bird in the world, but they require a lot of care. Now Perfect Polly brings you all the joy and none of the mess. By the window or on the shelf, with your Perfect Polly, you're never by yourself. So lifelike you won't believe your eyes. Look at the detail in this pretty little Polly. This life-sized perfect Polly looks right at home in a cage. Or perch Polly on your finger and watch her start to sing. Perfect Polly chirps her little tune in the morning or the afternoon. And when it's time to turn out the light, Polly keeps quiet throughout the night. You can get perfect Polly for... Now back to G.I. Joe. Anyway, cutting back. 
we find out that uh, there are 2,000 bats now currently uh, attacking the Joe base, as well as more mechs and armor. And uh, uh, they're basically like, we should just leave. I mean, that seems like the, the correctest choice in this case. All the defenses of the base are down. Um, Cobra's putting a full force, every piece of Cobra, everything, attacking the base while the defenses are down. And the Joes only have like, what, eight people <laughs> total to defend this entire base? And it's a big yeah. base. Not great. And not great. Duke and, and, and is being convinced by high tech and Scarlet. Like, no, we got a way we can get We can hang out with this. And Duke's like, all right, I, I think we should evacuate. But like, let's see what's up. Uh, at which point Cobra Commander says, look, we're going to shoot this big old uh, laser beam at it. Uh, we got this big old laser beam. We're going to shoot at the defenses because the shields and everything are down. We're going to blow mm -hmm. out the base. But it's can you Thor's do it? Hammer, Ray. It's not just What's... a beam. It's Thor's hammer. Thor's hammer. Excuse me. We got yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, we we've got all that going on. And but Cobra Commander actually stops to say, "Can you do it slow though? I want a time to enjoy it." <laughs> I, Which, you know, okay. Oh my God! This is such I'm... a disturbing photo you just sent. <laughs> Chan yeah, just sent a picture you. of the dog's eyebrows. They are if you don't if you didn't pick this up at home because I didn't until he pointed it out. Uh, he has Groucho Marx eyebrows. This dog does. I did, and, but like, and it's a very much like an anime thing to make them to make them. Is it? You know, like, you, like yeah, to, to let them emote better. But this no. still looks like a fucking island okay, of Doctor Moreau creation that just wants to die. <laughs> I'm going back through my memory banks, trying to think of a single anime featuring a robot or a dog or indeed a robot dog with eyebrows because you say that it's an anime thing. No, I'm saying I it's an anime so thing to all. like give human features, specifically like human features that robots would not have to robots to help it look like they're emoting. There are a lot of things you can do to allow something to emote. Uh, eyebrows is way down the goddamn list. Way down the goddamn list. Just start with a nice voice. How about a nice Scooby-Doo type voice? Ruh roll Like, I will get behind a dog that will do that. But a dog that looks at me and is like, what's up, toots? And does the waggle of the eyebrows? Mm-mm. I'm Look, out. Anime robots having eyebrows. I mean, Astro Boy, uh, androids like 16, 17, and 18 from Dragon no, Ball Z. Androids are supposed um, to look like people, so it's fine oh, to have eyebrows. Oh, that's a good point. This well, is not all those have to... all those have eyebrows, though, Chan, if that helps you. It does not. There's actually nothing. a lot of anime robots that have eyebrows. Um, Literally right, nothing they are you have ever said in your entire life has helped me. Ever. <laughs> Now that can't possibly be true, but it probably is. Search oh, uh, Battle Angel Al Alita, she's got eyebrows. Mm -hmm. So a lot of anime robots have eyebrows. No big deal, right? See, at least I know that this is a bit, and I can just weather the storm. It's it's when I when I can't tell when I'm just like stuck in a flux of like, how stupid is Ray? Like norm, like he's he's dumb, no doubt about that. But then there's like a, there's like it, sometimes it just steps up to the next level and you're like, how are you breathing, man? 
you know, like you got like Tony Soprano, and then you got Ted Lasso. You yeah, know, it's Tony, basically the Tony same. Tony Soprano's guy. got eyebrows. Yeah, that's definitely true. Tony Soprano does have <laughs> eyebrows. Not a robot. I don't. Not believe. that I'm aware of. No. I mean, I don't want to say for sure, but mm, anyway, let's cut back to the Scott and Snake robot situation because uh, Scott and the robot dog have now been captured by Overlord Vector, the Snake robot. Uh, he's flying away. Snake Eyes shows up a little bit later than I get. I mean, he still shows up in remarkable time if you really think about it, <laughs> given given the 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 quick version of how all of this went down. Um, but that said, Snake Eyes too late to do anything. But he does shoot his grappling hook. He hooks the flying snake robot and then flies away with it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you got mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So I got that going for me. You got. That's absolutely a thing that happened. <laughs> um, not much to add besides that. Okay, so now we get to like basically the entire second half of this episode, which is this big battle at the G.I. Joe base, because we I don't think we even go back to the kid uh, again. Like, we're done with him right now. So here we go. A plasma beam. The, Cobra's got a big old plasma beam. But one thing you have to understand about laser beam technology is it can only go like in one direction. Because the G.I. Joe base is surrounded by mountains and canyons and stuff, you see, it is pretty much immune to a laser beam attack because nobody thinks to attack from elevation in this world. Um, But Cobra has worked their way around this problem of not being able to fire a direct laser beam at G.I. Joe base by somehow, without G.I. Joe ever noticing, setting up these gigantic like ball antenna things that will ping pong the laser beam off of each other and zigzag through the canyon to hit the G.I. Joe base. How did Cobra get those there? Uh, That's my this question. seems like a Destro invention. Definitely. Definitely. There's there's a lot, a, a lot of problems with this, but I'm going to start with this. Our troops are all in position, and the Thor hammer is ready to pound the enemy. Anytime you say pound the enemy, <laughs> I'm into it. Sound like butt sex to me. Let's go. So, uh, first off, that like yeah. come up with some other phrase because this one's not working for me. He knows what he's doing. He's making. He probably was making direct eye contact with the Baroness when he said Uh that, and then they're going to go giggle about it later because they like try and work in as many sex puns as they can whenever talking to Cobra Commander. To like before he notices, I bet they're keeping score. I bet it's a little game they play. You know what? That checks out. That uh, (laughs) I'll buy that one hundred percent because that's that's a thing that they would and I yes should do. If you're a couple in a a terrorist organization bent on, you know, dominating the world, like you get your sex talk in while you can. That's what that's part of what makes it awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh Baroness uh, yeah, it, would not be dressed like that if she wasn't like th- thinking sex with Destro half the time and Destro with the goddamn shoulder pads, please. Come on. Yeah. Look, there is no downside to either of them boning the other one as much as they possibly can. Like this is a good setup for both of them. Mm-hmm. And I do not want to take away what they have. It's beautiful. Uh anyway, mm-hmm. this fucking laser is stupid. <laughs> yes. Uh period. Uh Thor's hammer to me, I was like, oh, this is gonna be like a thing where it's like artillery goes like and it drops down out of the sky you know like a really gears of war shit Mm -hmm. yeah Thor's hammer uh this is a 
giant laser beam, I guess. Um, but it's a giant laser beam that moves about the speed of a city bus. It's the slowest laser beam in history. Yes. They, <laughs> I, like, literally, uh, they can watch it coming at them. And uh, uh, at one point... Um, it's a plasma beam, Duke. Plasma. Impact in two minutes. If it hits us, we'll be blown to subatomic bits. Two minutes is how long this goddamn <laughs> beam is taking. Um, they needed to fill the time with something. They like I see there, why there's we... a guy in the corner making stretch it out, stretch it out because <laughs> yeah. they needed to fill fill the airtime. I see or right now it... why we have so few notes for this episode. <laughs> is is that? What uh, is that a result, a direct result of Cobra Commander's uh, uh, directive? Like, make it last a long time. <laughs> like, well, I mean, we've got this laser that could just like pop. <laughs> That's a good point. Of light. But uh, I, I mean, I guess we could slow it down. I don't know. You what, know, how, how slow do you think we move this thing down to? Eh, about the size of the Route 45. Cool. Let's do it. Just, I will are, say, are we going to stop and you know, like pick up people on the way? Yeah, yeah. It's going to take like, about two minutes to make it up here. And it just occurred to me that in the Fallout video game universe, laser beams and laser weapons shoot very, very fast, but plasma weapons do shoot at a slower, the, uh, the, the, it takes a while for the thing to land, and it does hit much, much harder. So perhaps they're using Fallout uh, a video game technology here in G.I. Joe Sigma 6, in which case I'm on board. I'm back on board again. I mean, the thing is, there is a state of matter called plasma, and if this was some form of like plasma, I, I, I guess I could kind of see it. Although, like the way, like the shields they use to defend against it, don't make any more sense. Uh, I didn't get that. I don't care for. Well, here's that. the deal: all care. the bats, the two thousand bats, are coming up to the GI Joe base. They all stop well short of the base, and G.I. Joe's like, uh, wh what's up with that? Why are they just stopping? Oh, because they don't want to be in the blast range for the giant plasma thing, at which point Duke says, uh, um, uh, for the second time, I was, no, I'm sorry, for the first time, although he hinted at it before, guys, we need to evacuate the base. It was his first go-to, but he didn't make the call. He makes the order here, let's evacuate the base right now. High Tech and Scarlet say we actually have a Wakanda shield that we can put up with what we have, what juice we have remaining. Let's put up a Wakanda shield and we can actually like sustain the plasma beam for a while. We're actually going to be fine. Let's not evacuate. Right. And so they do. They put up the Wakanda shield and it gets hit by the, the beam. Yeah. Yeah. And oof, I tell you what. This whole thing of where we're, you know, like changing uh, vibrations and polarities and stuff like that to uh, to try and hold out against this plasma, you know, blast that's coming at them. I'm okay with that. It's very Star Trek-y, but, you know, like mm -hmm. it, it, it tracks. Um, and honestly, as much as, as much as I think is like dumb as hell, um, I like that here at the end of episode three, we're just fucking blowing up the G.I. Joe base. Yeah. Everybody's on <laughs> so, the run. It is nice yeah. that for once the G.I. Joe base is the one that gets blown up instead of Truth. the Cobra base. 
tell me about it. And for and it's not a uh, uh, like valuable architectural site, which was always my main beef with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. and shit. Well, this is the problem with the GI Joe plan is they use the Wakanda shield and they are able to sustain the first plasma beam, right? Yep. What GI Joe didn't account for was Cobra just shooting the goddamn thing a second time. <laughs> I mean, which that blast they do. Busted. The the blast is like forty miles long. I don't know. It just like looked like a snake that kept coming at him, like a wave motion, you know, cannon. And uh, the thing I played but, on my Nokia back in nineteen ninety eight. Oh yeah, snake. Yeah, man, they um, should make a version of that for this. I probably you know? should. So uh, now Duke, uh, the second blast is coming in right now. They have time to prepare for it. Duke calls for the second official evacuation of GI Joe base. And for the second time, high tech's like, hold on, Duke. I got another plan. (laughs) We're going to use what's called the quantum flux technique. We're going to alter polarities and we're going to, okay, we can't like absorb the blast, but we can refract the blast. So it will land next to the base. And this should work. We don't need to evacuate the base. I like that. He keeps trying. He's going for it. And you know what? It works. But again, the biggest problem with G.I. Joe and High Tech's plan is they can shoot it again. Yeah. Yeah. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Cobra can just shoot the laser a third time. And at this point, Cobra Commander's pissed off. He sends in the bats. They're just like, why would you shoot it a third time, right? Uh, why would you shoot it again? The bats are going to get roasted. He goes, who cares? <laughs> they literally mean nothing to me. No. Uh, we're just going to send in everybody. We're just going to keep shooting. We're going to get them eventually. At which point, Duke, for the third time, says, hey, team, let's evacuate the base. And they <laughs> go, and they say, high tech. And he's like, yep, I got nothing else. <laughs> I mean, that honestly is a mark of a good manager. He's like, okay, you have, uh, my underlings have some uh, uh, thoughts. Okay, well, let's hear him out. You know what? Hear I'm going to give you the chance to try it. Okay, okay, you know what? Didn't work. But you know what? I'm going to give you another chance. Let's keep going. All right. I love it. Um, uh, we're going to have to leave. Although I kind of suspect secretly, possibly, uh, I know that if this were my situation, I absolutely would. Um, that rock is the dumbest motherfucking G.I. Joe vehicle I've ever seen in my life. And if I had to evacuate <laughs> in that thing, I'd be like, yeah, no, try everything. Every possible option because I do not want to get into that giant piece of crap. Because Wait a you minute. think whoa, that whoa, it whoa, would whoa, not whoa. look cool and you'd be worried that the school bully would see you in it? Uh, that's what ha- is happening, is it not? Is I not guess that's true. Commander. I guess that's true. You gonna see your see your little bitch mobile there, huh? Oh yeah, that's <laughs> nice. You running away, huh? Come back. Yeah, Cobra Wait. Commander isn't gonna need to attack him with lasers anymore because he can just attack him with bully insults after this. Mm-hmm. You wow. get it. You're a bully. So, you would know. <laughs> Chan is talking about the rock, the ROCC, which is. Uh, do we remember what this uh, ROCC stands for for this GI Joe vehicle? If I ever knew, I would have immediately forgotten it. It's fair. Because yeah. it's such bullshit. I have no it idea. It is the Rolling Operations uh-huh. Command Center. Uh-huh. The Ooh. Rolling. Obviously. Sounds rolling. cool. 
so it did like rolls over like a like a what a thing that rolls over what's that i don't know roly poly a, a hedgehog Barbadillo. i don't know I don't know what makes this vehicle not cool. I mean, it's a it's an armored uh, truck that holds other vehicles. It's got it a, a cannon on top. It's got the cab in the front. It's got what uh, uh, eight wheels at least, and it it's intended to be. Cool. Yeah, it's intended to be very durable. It's it's a command center, so it needs to hold the important people. So it is meant to have very thick armor and not blow up in battle. It is exactly the vehicle you would go to in this scenario. It is a big stinky bus. <laughs> what really blows my mind about this particular vehicle is I found an unboxing video of it that's over an hour long. What are you talking about? Why is that a thing that people put online? It, it's uh, got 35,000 views and uh, it's uh, uh, it's it's built. It's taking it out of the box. It's apparently building, putting the stickers on. It looks like they might be painting it at some point. You know what? This uh, uh, this right here is the thing that just made me give up on life. That's it? That's all it took? I mean, I feel like I've been ignoring a lot of other stuff, but this is truly <laughs> the the millionth cut in the death by a million cuts. Is it there yeah, is an unboxing? I mean, just the existence just... of unboxing videos disgusts me, but this specific one just made me lose the will to live. You just can't imagine that a bunch of dumb nerds would spend so much time on an outdated cartoon <laughs> just going on and on the internet uh, for, I don't know, 45 minutes, an hour, maybe even an hour and a half if it's especially egregious. Touche, sir. I'm unclear will what you mean by any of this. I'm not sure if that gives me more will to live or less will to live. I'll get back I, to you. But uh, it was intended to be neither. It was intended just <laughs> to. Uh, wow, truly a nihilist over here. Yeah, yeah. I'm confused. Uh, are we? Uh, we like GI Joe, right? If you keep getting confused about things, you really need to eat, ha like eat more vitamins and drink less soda. I, uh, you know. Uh, uh, no, uh, and no. Well, less vitamins, more soda, bigger brain. You know where mm -hmm. I learned that? Uh, Cobra Tate's Hustlers University. Thank you very much. That guy should knows what he's talking about because he was in prison in Romania and beat up a ghost in his prison cell. I feel like, uh, uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure two of us are probably organ donors. And the third probably doesn't know what that means. No, uh, I don't even own a piano. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was going to make that joke, but fortunately, uh, Ray made it for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Me and Chan, same wavelength most of the time. That's, uh, that's what we know. But I have the good sense to keep my mouth shut when yeah, But you were about to say it. You, yeah, I know. You, know you I didn't were. Have to, didn't have to. I bailed you out. <laughs> Rhino armor will protect you. Get your vehicles in the ROCC. Move. Okay, many things. One, yes. this is the longest, slowest energy explosion <laughs> yes, ever. It is. It's crazy. As slow as the stupid laser beam is, this is an explosion. An explosion traditionally goes boom, 
and it's very loud and very damaging. Uh, this thing is like. It makes sense that a, an explosion kind of- from a slow laser is a slow explosion. Uh, it's exploding things that explode quickly. So I don't know how any of this is supposed to operate the physical realm that they're existing in. Uh, But then also um, just the line, the rhino armor won't protect you. Get in the ROCC. A, they're calling it an ROCC, which is uh, as bad as calling the thing the rock is. Calling (laughs) it an ROCC is orders of magnitude worse. Why would you take the dumbest name and make it dumber? Um, And then also just like all of the, all of the super macho names for all of the things at some point. It's just too much. Get the rhino into the rock or the rhino's gonna go die. It is weird that they abbreviate it, which like they don't do with anything else on the show. It oh, makes me think if there was something like it's abbreviated. What's yeah, that? but then you call it a shark. You don't call it H A R C. Okay, well that's true. Uh, yeah, that's fair, what though, I'm saying. Like, it's called the Rolling Operations Command Center, and it, when, when seconds uh, are on the line in a matter of life and death, you just don't have time to say the entire name of the vehicle. No, so it I, only makes sense that you would turn and call it ROCC. What, you are misunderstanding what I'm saying. I'm saying it's weird that they say ROCC instead of just rock when they call everything else by their by its abbreviated name. No, I mean, that's a very in this show, point. which makes me think this is like a legal thing maybe like there really was something called a rock and that was like I mean, a military thing and they were like oh we actually can't say this you're gonna have to say it, it you're gonna have to sound it out every time you say it oh no they they definitely did it so that when a kid walked into the toys r us he's like i want the rock and they're like uh you want a fucking rock kid he's like no no the rocc the rolling operations command crap whole whatever it is like oh, you the it. and then they'll be like ah, I, I know what you're talking about so yeah definitely to sell toys i mean i i loved everything about this i like the fact that to chan's point about half the joe team when faced with this explosion literally tried to get in other vehicles because they did not want to be inside the rocc under any circumstances at all and duke basically has to order them to get inside of it because the explosion will blow out their lesser armor Dude's like on a motorcycle. He's like, no, <laughs> no, thanks. I'll pass. I'll pass. I got this. Um, this is like when one of your friends like takes a photo of you like in something dorky or doing something dorky. And you're like, no, can you guys, can we please guys? I told you, don't take a picture of me in the rock anymore, please. Can you delete <laughs> that? Don't don't post it. It was crazy, though, when Duke shouted out, um, get in here so you can smell what the ROCC is cooking. Oh, God. Really? It's just a weird line for him to say right there, but that there is, it is. That's what you... I'm. Did, did I'm, The Rock exist when this was made? Absolutely. Yeah. He was beginning his stardom. Uh, well, first, first off... Of course, he fucking existed. It's not like he's a 12-year-old. <laughs> he Second, one you day. know what I mean. He was indeed The Rock and had been for many years by this point. What's this, 2008? I have no concept of time. This he, is 2000, I believe, 5 or 2006. Yeah, I mean, like... Uh, so he, was he like in Dwayne one Johnson's... of the mummies yet at this point? I think yeah, he actually had put him at. Yeah. That was his star-making turn. 
Why did why did they change IMDb on uh, to be so absolutely unusable? I heard that today. I guess I haven't looked at it recently. Oh, uh, it used to paper. be like the big button that says here for all the movies. And now you have to like scan through and find the tiny words that say filmography. Oh, I did notice that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Um, that is sucks. weird. So about 2005 is when he was really start. He'd done the rundown, which that was his big first. Oh, I'm Wins. going for it. Yeah. Uh, he had he had just done Doom. <laughs> <laughs> and he was about to appear in um let's see the get smart movie race to which mountain uh the game wow. plan uh but he really took off in the 2010s that's really where his star when he finally uh hit uh, the transformers movie as a voice wow i didn't realize that uh welcome to fast five rock cast to be fair fast five is in 2011 and that's when you can absolutely see, because before that was like the Tooth Fairy, the other guys, great in that oh, movie yeah. too, by the way, uh, Faster, but then Fast Five hits in 2011, and then suddenly he's playing Roadblock and G.I. Joe Retaliation soon after. That's when he's, the Fast and Furious starts. He's playing Hercules. Um, yeah, this is, this is when the star kind of takes off. God, he was so good in Fast and the Furious 5 and 6. I'll say mm. in all of them, really. He's really a great actor is what I'm trying to say. Guys, familiarize yourself with this young actor, The Rock. I think he's going places. 2008. What's 2008? Is that, was that when this cartoon was made? I thought it was 2005 or 2006. I don't this know. makes for riveting radio. Yeah. Are we done yet? Well, here's the deal. So what ends up happening is the very, very slow explosion catches up to the ROCC and it hits it. And that's the end of the episode. It kind of just peters out from there. Yeah. With a real slow explosion and people slowly getting into the rock. It was in fact, 2005, 2006 that GI Joe Sigma six came out. Oh, so uh, and we don't cut back to the annoying teen anymore, no, Scott Wolf. We again, we're done with him. We'll we'll see him when he gets dropped off at Cobra Base with Snake uh, Eyes. I assume. I don't like that. Like it looks like his dog is injured at this point. The his dog, dog is a robot. <laughs> but he's a real saying dog. that, you guys. Some at some point when you guys are eighty-two years old mm. and you're grandkids like don't really want to visit you at the home because all you do is talk about gi joe in a confused voice yeah and so they bring you a robot pet to keep you company much like that very disturbing uh realistic bird in that old woman commercial where it's like do you hate visiting grandma like bring her this bird and like she she'll think it's a real bird it's a real sad weird weird Oh, uh, as no, seen on TV. What is happening? No, oh my God. It's an as seen on TV. It's called Perfect Polly. I wrote a whole sketch about it. What? <laughs> it is so it is so disturbing. It's okay. There's like there's this commercial for a, a bird that's called the Perfect Polly. Oh my god, I'm looking like at it right now. Bird. It's cheap. And it, it looks like a real bird and it tweets like a real bird, but the commercial is like a lonely old woman. And like her family coming to visit and them giving that to her so it can like keep her because it's like she can't take care of a real bird, but this will help keep her company. 
Oh it's, my God. It's very disturbing. This is why I wrote a sketch about it. But then my sketch team was like, I don't know if anyone would realize this is a real thing because it seems so insane. They are correct. Yeah. Oh, so it this never commercial made it into was a made show. for a buck 50. This yeah, is it's, awful. It's very weird. And like in the commercial, there's like a real bird next to it. And it's like, real birds don't know it's a fake bird. And then they're <laughs> like, hi, grandma. And the sketch Long that I wrote was basically like, the commercial word for word, except the grandma inserting things in the middle. Like she's like, you could have spent that money on my medication. And then them like being like, Oh, bird, like real birds don't know it's a fake bird. And she's like, do you think I'm senile? It's obviously not a real bird. So I made it even. Guys, the good news is the people at home listening to this right now know exactly what you're talking about. You can Google I it. I found a cut of this commercial and I put it into our ad break for this episode. Oh, my God. Yes. OK, that's that's that makes up for you not understanding what TV is. Uh, all I'm saying is that when you're 80 years old and your grandkids who don't want to visit you bring you a robot dog, you're not going to be saying, oh, it's not a real dog. It's injured. It like, oh, it's not really injured, Gina. You're going to be saying, oh, my God, don't shoot lasers at my only companion. No, no. I'm going to say, why the F does it have such <laughs> giant Groucho Marx eyebrows? <laughs> yeah, that's going to be my first take, too. <laughs> I and mean, also, why does it suddenly have... have spinning blades? It didn't have those when you bought it. Uh, maybe they'll, maybe by then they'll have perfected the robot dog. <laughs> by yeah, by pouring juice down its throat. I think <laughs> how that works. What I love about this is they perfected the robot dog, but people still live in nursing homes. <laughs> Welcome to late stage, final stage capitalism, ladies and gentlemen. And who are you kidding? We're not in the nursing homes. We're making the robot dogs at the age of 85. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, I've been thrown into the Soylent grinder long, long since. Oh, man. That's what, I, I got to be like, Chen, what do you think about that? Just grinding noises for like a minute 20. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I don't even know this is the difference. You know, it's a really sad fan fiction I'm writing in my head. Much like this episode of G.I. Joe, uh, this podcast is ending with a real long, slow explosion. I think that this is an episode that really did uh, this episode of knowing is is mirroring this episode where not a lot happened. Um, you say it's a filler episode before. I mean, that that means that next episode is going to be awesome because that's how filler episodes work. They always it's, go before a truly awesome episode. It it's hard to call this a filler, though, because plot-wise, literally, G.I. Joe base was destroyed. The Hawk's child was abducted by Cobra, and Snake Eyes went with them. Like, it's a good setup episode for what comes next, but, like, some really big things did happen in this episode. It's just two things happened over the course of 21 minutes, and then everything else around it was just a slow churn before and after it. There was also, though, not even just like a lot of uh, animated fights, you know, which not a lot of dialogue, but, you know, take up a lot of time. There was a surprising amount of Cobra Commander just being like, we rule. All right. Yeah. These weapons are awesome. Let me tell you how awesome they are. And then let me tell you how cool I am. Yeah. And. Like, honestly, I, I felt kind of bad because this is usually the sort of stuff that I like from Cobra Commander, 
but point. like he just goes on for so long and i'm i was like Ugh. yeah you you might notice that's all the stuff that he me too i'm into it and i i grab cobra commander pulls but you notice he said nothing interesting enough to get me to market yeah which is sort of just where we're at this episode you know outside of my joke about being a teacher i mean i don't know what was here honestly sorry for listening mm. <laughs> you got some good ray doesn't understand ted lasso bits that's, yeah the people are really gonna love that that's what they come here for a show that probably not too many people that listen to this podcast are watching everyone is watching please it's a good show but also it's on apple tv come on now it's like five bucks a month what are we talking about they're Look, all like five it. bucks a month the problem is there's like 80 of them well get it get rich like me <laughs> <laughs> get I'm not richer rich die without uh, anyway if you want a t-shirt and you hear this a few days after it comes out go to patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast i don't know sign up for like five bucks and i'll send you a t-shirt like it's that easy like just just go on there and say ray i want a t-shirt any one of the posts put a comment saying ray t-shirt this is my size heck could you send me a blue one i don't know and we'll figure it out but you got to go in the next few days uh, after this episode drops but again we'll probably do it again when the new season drops too so we just we don't know what to do with money, so we just send it back to you because Ugh. that's that's Ugh. the great businessmen that we are. are. We doing another season of this thing? We're doing like <laughs> eight more seasons. What are you talking about? I can't wait Next to we got have the Ocho. watch them all and then to start over from the beginning. I'll be honest, I think that's the plan, the rolling plan to go back to the beginning <laughs> when we're done with it all, this time with fresher eyes, and we start again with the mass device miniseries and we just roll it out. I would do it, and I still probably wouldn't know most people's names. Before True. we do that, we would have to go through all of those Hanna-Barbera cartoons that Gina sent that link to the other day. Oh, my God. There were oh so boy. many. That's a whole There's season so many, in itself, quite honestly. I never heard of it. I'm like. Right? It, the, you're talking yeah. about the art the art one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's this really dope. I, so I, I, for anyone listening, I went to this sort of like art show thing in LA where I bought an original cell of Batman, the animated series, and it made me look up and I posted about it online and someone recommended Van Eaton Galleries, V-A-N-E-A-T-O-N Galleries for art and cells and things. And I've been perusing it ever since. Uh, it, and it's just got so much cool art on it. I mean, it's all very expensive, but it's it's original cells, signed artwork. And there are just so many cartoons on here. Not only that I've never heard of, but like that I don't recognize. I don't know. I don't know what they are. And some of them are selling for like $1,300 <laughs> of things I've never seen. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh wow, I got a Venmo friend request from somebody I've never heard of before. Should I accept it? Hell no. Yeah, do it. That's someone um, who is going to send you a picture of their wiener. No, it's a lady. Yeah, she's going to send you a picture I'm of someone else's wiener. wiener. Oh. I don't know. I have a feeling this person might not be um real. Are we they're going to hack you is what's going to happen. Either your feet are going to end up online or they're going to hack your accounts. Those are the only two reasons strangers do anything on the internet to you. All right. I'm going to remove the request because I don't think this person has my best interests at heart based on what Gina just said. <laughs> Thank you, Gina, for coming through for me. 
Listen. Next, you can come through for me by explaining why I'm supposed to hate Ted Lasso oh, in the newest gosh. season. I'm stopping the podcast now. Wherever Cobra strikes, wherever they attack, G.I. Joe will fight. There's no turning back. Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters? You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. Guttingthesacredcow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films.